0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen. And today I have Mary Bu on with us. She is a songwriter, Anata Yogi, traveler, runner, vegan, retreat guide, music, and yoga teacher based out of Minneapolis. And I am very excited to have Mary on with us today because she was my first podcast guest. Now, seven years ago, and I had just had Jalen at the time, and I remember meeting you at a, I think it was agriculture in Minneapolis me you and one other gal I think we met online and I just was like hey would you like to be my first guest and you said yes and so I am so grateful for you for saying yes and being my first I'm sure the interview was awful I don't know if it's still up but I'm sure that it was very awkward I'm sure for myself so I'm excited to have you back on Well, I do not remember
1: it being awkward at all, and I'm so happy to be here, and it's so good to hear your voice and get to dig in with you, and yes, wow, seven years ago. Oh my goodness, so much has happened. That's exactly, that was
0: going to be my first question. I want to know what's happened in the last seven years, because I think at the time, did you just open that yoga studio? I did, yep. So So share a little bit about your journey, how this has all unfolded for you.
1: Perfect. Oh my gosh. So Yes. As you said, my huge bio, I'm a musician and yoga teacher. And in 2016, I had the opportunity to take over and open my own yoga studio in Minneapolis. And I had been living in Duluth at the time, and I actually did my teacher training in Seattle. But I moved back to Duluth and had been teaching there for about five years and started teaching in Minneapolis. like once I wanted to teach once a month because I'm playing shows down here so much. And I was like, why not nurture like a yoga thing down there? And the first class I taught at this little studio, the owner said, emailed all the contractors and said that she was leaving and asked, you know, didn't even offer for anyone to take it over. But I was like. I love that space. Like, what if I, what if I could? And so I worked with her and then it just like kind of all like unfolded in this really almost impulsive way. <laughs> but like, it felt like divine, you know, cause I was like, what? I always kind of wanted to try opening a studio. So yeah, I opened imbue yoga studio. My last name is Biu. So imbue for anyone who doesn't know that word, it means to permeate or, um, inspire. So like you imbue your life with, Blah, blah, blah. I imbue your life with energy, compassion, and well-being. That was my my logo. So or er, my uh, ma- mantra, my slogan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I ran that for three years, and that's when I met you. And we met, um, was it from Marie Forleo? Is that was what that we- it? Yeah, I think so. Like the B school, the online business school. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. I know. Wow for sure. I
0: love that. Yeah. And I taught, I taught a workshop. That was my first Ayurvedic workshop I taught at your studio. Yes. Oh my God. That's right. Yes. So I love that and how far I've come because I was just learning about Ayurveda and just kind of getting my feet wet and um, got to run that class there. And Mm. and I love it. So many just little things and little. Yes. So special. So I want to know how yoga came into your life. So when did you first discover yoga? Was that something that's always been part of your life or maybe later?
1: Um, I discovered it in high school and through Seventeen magazine.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yes.
1: So I grew up in Princeton, Minnesota. Uh, It's about an hour um, northwest of the cities. And I... Yeah, I would get, I was kind of a magazine. I loved magazines and 17, I just would gobble them up and they had, there was an article in there and it, it showed, I actually still have it. I saved oh, it. Wow. I can't even believe it, but I saved it. And it had some um, like four or five postures and just talked about what yoga was and med- and meditation and the benefits and kind of where it came from. And, and I think like some of them, there was like Cobra and there was some kundalini stuff, like there was like a breath of fire and um something else in there. But um <laughs> but I saved it and I I had been taking taekwondo. So I my first real taste of I guess like yogic connection or union was with taekwondo. So because we start would meditate and do visualization before starting the warm-ups and sparring and all of that. So like a connection and centering and then so I was kind of drawn to that like seventh grade-ish and then eighth grade I found that article and then I started to I when I came up to Duluth for college I started taking yoga classes Mm -hmm. and met some people and dabbled for many many years and then I didn't do my first training until 2007 okay or was it
0: 2007
1: 2008 yep in Seattle
0: yeah wow
1: Yes. So I've been I'll be teaching 15 years now in um next year in 20 or oh. er, this year as this podcast yeah. is released.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> this wild me. And also so many synchronicities again, because I was like, Oh, my college roommate was from Princeton. And then oh really bring, yeah, I'm like, you bringing up Taekwondo. I was like my son and I just drove by a studio last night and he was like, Mom, I kind of want to try that. And oh. I was thinking this might be really good for him to like help calm himself down. Wow. And then you mentioning meditation and breath work. I'm like, okay. Well, let me look into wow, this. Wow, do it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. See, so, yeah, all of the little threads, I love it. That's why I love doing yes. interviews too. Cause you just get to learn all these things. And sometimes you're like, hey, the thing that's been like nudging at you. And then maybe the guest shares or I share, yes. and someone listening is like, okay, that's my sign. Like, I need to explore that. So Totally yes. Yes. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) So I want to know a little bit about owning a yoga studio. So I'm sure there were highs and probably lows. So share a little bit about kind of behind the scenes because I know I have a lot of yoga people that listen and Ayurveda people. So who might Mm -hmm. be thinking, "Hey, should I do a studio? What does that look like?" You know, kind of share a little bit of the, the the pros and cons. Absolutely. Well, I so I did not own the building. I was
1: renting the space, and so I was. Um, Just took over the space, but then I put the capital into remodel. Mm -hmm. And so the landlord allowed that. So I put a bamboo floor in and repainted. And, you know, it was just a tiny little spot. So I think it's like if people are interested in an opening, like thinking of (laughs) like, what do you have to invest? Like, can you just go into a space and rent it? And, you know, or, you know, I would say like be, you know, teach for a while. And just yeah. see, like, are you able, so the thing with me, I'm all over the place, sorry. <laughs> There's it's so many seasons. Seasons. questions. Okay. I know. <laughs> and I'm a to Pitta, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go. So um, I am a traveler. Like I am, that is 100% like my heart. I love to travel. I'll travel at the drop of a hat, just anywhere, maybe not anywhere, but most places. And so yeah. Um, that was a challenge with the yoga mm-hmm. studio because um I think it would have been more um sustainable had I taught most of the classes
0: okay. and
1: um didn't travel as much. Okay. So I but I wanted to have a bunch of teachers with a lot of different styles and you know, showcase different, you know, people are drawn to different styles. And there are so many beautiful styles of yoga and and different it's so fun to explore and have like a a pass, you know, membership where people can try a bunch of different stuff as many of us know. So, um, so that was like a a downfall, a pitfall with me. It was my, my wanderlust. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so, um, so I had, and then it's like, how do you want to structure your teachers? Are they employees? Are they contractors? Are you, you know, so like really Sitting with like maybe a business coach and really like visioning like how to figure out the strategy, um, and it taught me so much about managing people and um, and also like, whew, yeah, and and also finances because <laughs> it was a very small space. It 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 was comfortable with twelve. You could cram 20 in there, but it would be like, woo. Um, So um, 12 is not going to be very sustainable, truly, um, unfortunately. So unless every class is super packed and you have and, you know, depending on your pay structure and this and that. So so it's it's kind of a risk financially in some ways. And I think a lot of studios thrive if they offer teacher trainings. Yes. um, Because that's like a more, you know, a big Bigger, larger number, um, with the financials and then people are committed and, and then they become part of that community and are supporting the studio more and, and the programming. So, so yeah, just like figuring out like how much time are you willing to invest? How do you have capital? Do you have like a community built already? Um, are you willing to be there to sub? Are you willing to cover most of the classes? You know, and I, so I was not. (laughs) At that that time, I was not. In fact, I um when I opened that place, maybe you remember this, it was like the most chaotic time. I had moved from Duluth and was getting a divorce. I had a broken shoulder. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I'm like getting this. I had this like very dramatic divorce that was happening. Moved. Opened a yoga studio, broken shoulder. I'm like teaching one arm. I'm like, okay, everybody do as I say, not as I demo, you know, I'm like sweeping one arm and all the Everyone's just sweeping one arm with my arm and just like, oh so gosh. yeah, it was very. And so that was part of it too. It was like yeah. the chaos I came in with, but honestly it helped, uh, ground me with a very positive community and like something very special to build. Yeah. So it saved me, I think. <laughs> From well, more thank, cats.
0: <laughs> thank you for sharing that because I think that's like, sometimes we don't always hear like the pros and the cons and we just yeah. see like the, Hey, this is awesome. But yeah, that, that you brought up the yoga teacher training. Cause I've heard that from other business owners and mm-hmm. they're like, I mean, really, that's how we make our money is from that yeah. because especially post COVID, I found a lot of the studios, even the one that I teach at everyone's it's slow to come back. Yes. And so like getting yeah. numbers back in studio. Cause I mean, there's just so many online options now, and right. you know, you can do it from home. Um, I know personally, if you have young kids like I do, doing it yeah. from home is not always very relaxing. And, oh my gosh! You know, even if sure. you're like, "Hey, I'm going to come like my office. I have a glass door, so they still can see me if they're awake." <laughs> and like Onyx will bang on my door, and my cat is here. And, oh my god! You know, like it's just not the same as like in for sure, where you can kind of drop in. So like yes. that's where I know you know there is convenience, but it's also on the flip side, it's not as Mm, yeah, not the same. So,
1: right. right. Yeah. There's something so beautiful about practicing in community with other people.
0: Right. So, <laughs> yes. well, and I know you're still offering like workshops. Cause I just went to one mm. of your dark goddess workshops, yes. and with Tara Cindy. And, uh, she was one of my mentors back in the day when I went through my first yoga teacher. Training. Oh my gosh. So I loved going to that. And I know you're still, you know, offering different workshops mm-hmm. and retreats. How is that kind of is that your new business model with it? Is that, you know, easier for you if you come into places and spaces and rent, you know, just in case people are listening and they're like, oh shoot, I was really thinking that, but now maybe they have second thoughts. Mm -hmm. There are other pathways, you know? And so can you share a little bit about, you know, what you're doing now?
1: Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, after I closed the studio in 2019, like early, um, which was like Wow. A blessing (laughs) too. Yeah. And I just want to say to any yoga studio owners out there, like, keep going, you know, Um, we need you and like kudos because what a hard thing to go through. Um, And I I just feel like, wow, how did I miss that whole thing? And, and and all of the implications that have, we've been through in this time, so much heavy stuff. So kudos. Um, so I, as mentioned, I'm a traveler and a musician and I have many, many things that I dabble in and love. So I thought I tried to run a retreat while I owned the yoga studio, mm-hmm. um, out in the San Juan islands of Washington state. And it didn't run. I just like didn't know exactly what I was doing. So it didn't, it didn't work. But then at the, um, End of 2019, so November 2019, I ran my first retreat up in Grand Marais, Minnesota, at this amazing lodge called Nanabuju, and uh, unfortunately, they don't host retreats anymore, but but it was just a weekend, and I had a few guest teachers that used to teach at my studio, and I priced it pretty low because I wasn't sure I wanted it to run, and it was totally full. There were like
0: thirty people, That's and um,
1: it was amazing. And so we did you know a few different styles of yoga, meditation. Um, we had a concert, so I performed, and a few other friends performed. People could hike. You know, it was just like all of these things that I love about you know bringing people together and having entertainment and meditation and yoga and and hiking and good food and it was beautiful and then um i planned bali for march 2020 <laughs> and it ran i was already over there so i oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah and so half of the people because we didn't know what we were getting into right so half wow, of the people sure. canceled and then half came and wow. thankfully the resort was able to credit And I, we just like honored everybody who canceled because they canceled like you know the day before or the two days before because you know it's like we don't know what the heck's going on. So, so anyway, all this to say, um, I've led now sixteen retreats around the world since 2019. Um, So we've gone Northern Minnesota, Bali, Indonesia, Italy, Ireland, Malta. Taos, New Mexico. I did the Orcas Island one, um, Bayfield, Wisconsin. Yeah, so so I don't know. I'm like when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, holy moly, because that's like during COVID time too. <laughs> Not that anything happened during the the peak of it, but um, you know, right, sort of when things opened up, yeah, you we were able to, to travel. To yeah, so so I, I you know what what it's been for me is is bringing all of the things that I love into a package, uh, music, travel, food, community, yoga, meditation, uh, mantra, and take it somewhere gorgeous and bring in maybe a co-host or just do it myself and have like a guest teacher. Um, and yeah, it's it's been quite an, a, an adventure. It's like I, I liken it to planning a wedding over and over again, <laughs> which is like, your transportation, catering, um, getting people there safely. Like, do they get picked up at the airport? Like, am I holding people's hand as they book their flights? Um, you know, it's yeah. And Tara and I were doing India in 2025 and and we're doing Bali in March of this next wow. year. So or February. So just like two, two months from now, we're going back
0: to Bali if you want to come. <laughs> I have to update my passport like yes. ASAP. Yes. Uh, that's on my to-do list. It still <laughs> is my maiden name. So like, oh my gosh, so here's in the making. I need to get this. Come next. on, Yes. But yes, I need to do this. Yeah. Um, I want to, I have a question too, about your, your retreat planning. Cause in case people are listening. Yeah. So I yeah. often get like emails from like companies who are like here, um, we'll plan the retreat. You just have to come and teach. Is this something that yep. you partner with or is this like completely you creating and doing yourself?
1: Currently it's been for every, the last 16, all me, like all carts. Yep. And, and sometimes the place that I were going to, it's all me. And then, um, for like, I'd say about half of them, I have a co-host. So we like, you know, section off what we're doing. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's us it's me we're just figuring it all out some of the places we go to have like built-in things you know like in bali they they we book the excursions through them and they have food right there but sometimes we rent a villa and then have to bring in a chef and find the transportation and you know figure it all out um yeah but what oh, what was i going to say about that um the I am partnering with a company. Somebody did find me and reach out and and offer that and and I think I'm not sure if it'll go. It's in Norway in June. Ooh. Yes, that <laughs> is <on>. like yes, <laughs> that is on my like bucket list. Oh my god, too. amazing! Yes, I'm um about seventy percent Norwegian and actually Same. so I'm. Oh, amazing. I know. I'm like, you're so kindred to me. <laughs> I see it in your face.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it's actually the, the city we're going to is an hour from my ancestral homeland. Um, so it's it's called Olsund and it's spelled A-L-E-S-U-N-D. And it's like an art nouveau city in the fjords and we'll, we'll take a fjord tour. Anyway, the, this company, they're called Tour Hero and they've organized it all for me. And then the teacher like adds their fee on. Okay. So, so it's like, yeah, I think, I think it's cool because like you can find places that you don't have time to vet or research and they set that all up. However, I prefer to vet and research before bringing people. Um. So it's, it's a little bit of like, okay, like how comfortable, you know, how do you, how you it's, I'd rather go first and yeah. then place and kind of know Get some connections and research, and like that just feels better to me. So it's just all you know. How adventurous are we? You know, and how so? I love that. But I hope it works. I yeah. I I would love to have you know.
0: I I'd love for it to work. So we'll see. So
1: if anyone's out there wants to come to Norway in June.
0: I'm like checking my calendar. Yes. Awesome. That is on my list. Amazing. really need to get this passport fixed. Yes. Come (laughs) on. Perfect. Well, I want to now kind of switch gears into your music. So I know you have a new album coming out in spring. Yes. Yes. What inspires you to write your music? And is this new album? Can you share a little bit about, you know, what you have coming? Absolutely. Um, I
1: write, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been, I've been a performing songwriter since 1998. (laughs) So I'm going to age myself a little bit, but that's fine. Um, we just age and we're all heading in the same direction. That's actually a line in one of the songs. (laughs) We're all heading in. (laughs) (laughs) And um, embrace it, right? So, um, I put my first album out in 2000 and this will the album I'm about to put out next year is or in 2024 this year is uh my ninth album um so I've been writing about you know it started my first album was really ethereal and very spiritual and um there was some heartbreak in there but like there were a lot of very I listened back and it's kind of hard because it's very raw and I was only like 17, 18, 16, 17, 18, when I wrote those songs, but they're very spiritual and like deep in a way that, that feels like, wow. Okay. Mary, interesting. Um, and then, then as I moved on and, and developed, I guess I wrote, I wrote a lot about heartbreak. I wrote a lot about, I write a lot about dreams and nature. My songs are pretty spiritual. um, and also, also crass. I swear a lot. <laughs> and in 2015, I'm I'm a pianist, so I'm mostly music is piano based. And then in 2015, I was like, all right, I'm I'm ready for a change. So I moved to more like electric electric guitar and more like grunge sound because I love grunge music from the 90s, you know. <laughs> and then uh, like Rev 105, and you know. All the alternative bands, alternative quotes. Um, and then the last album came out in 2020, and it was like a synthesis of the grungy and the piano, and like more produced and full band. And so I'm working with the same producer. His name's Steve Price, he's in the band The Suburbs. And he was in a major label band in the nineties called Rex Daisy. He's a phenomenal producer and he's my bass player too. So we're, it's the same team of people making this album. It's called the wildness of living and dying. Oh
0: my gosh. I love
1: that. Thank you. (laughs) So it's pretty, it's, it's, um, I had some traumatic things happen. I, uh, you know, we all have had trauma and, um, I had a pretty major thing happen in November, 2020. Uh, I, and, so this album is, it's, it's like process, it's kind of a processing of trauma, mm-hmm. but like in, not in a very, it's, you know, I I try and write where it's not like, so it personal, it's very personal to me, but I try and make it like more collective um, in my lyricism. So people can drop in and it's not like, you know, I went to the coffee shop at, you know, blah, blah, blah in the corner of Nicollet and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like very, it's like, you know, lyrics are more general, general, but also like you can drop in and yeah. lots of images and hopefully, hopefully that's the goal. <laughs> anyway. So it's, Processing trauma, but like with a hopeful lens and like a a cathartic, like moving through lens. So some of the songs sound kind of happy, but then the, you know, the meaning underneath is like, whoa. (laughs) So, um, and then, you know, there's a, there's a few love songs. There's. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. It's actually, it'll probably come out a little later because good things take time, but it's almost done being recorded. But I'm just speaking with a new publicist and we're trying to do the strategy. So it'll be sometime uh, probably early summer, mid-summer it's looking like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And is that process like, so you have these recordings. So like we're recording this at the end of December and Mm -hmm. then, so you're almost done with your album, but then it takes- like those six months. So is that like you kind of editing or what does that kind of look like? I'm not familiar with the music side of things. Right.
1: Well, there are many different ways to do it just like any, anything, but, um, the way we've done this one is, um, my producer thankfully lives pretty close to me and has an amazing home studio. So I go over there and we lay down like the, the basic structure, um, Piano or guitar, and then uh, a scratch vocal that isn't like perfect. And then we bring, we'll bring in the other bandmates, so drums, guitar, violin, cello, um, percussion, um, and then they lay down on top of that. So it's all to a metronome or like a click track, so everything okay. stays, stays in time. So then it's just like organizing people to come in on each song and add their piece. And sometimes I've recorded where everyone's together in separate rooms and playing at the same time, which is um, really challenging because everybody's got to be get it, you know, in that moment. So I've done I've done that a few times, too. Um, but this one we're layering. Okay. And then once you have all of the pieces, there's the the um, singing perfectly and then harmonies. And then um, Steve, my producer, will mix everything and get the, the tones right. And there's all this incredible software now to just kind of make everything really lush. And, and then mixing the volume so everything sounds like, you know, equal. And then there's the mastering process, which is more, you know, working with the software to make to like put the gloss on where everything, every single song sounds like in congru- like congruence sounds congruent and um, has that like sheen over the top of like, this is the collection. And then, and then there's the um, printing. So like, are you going to do CDs? Are you going to release digital? Are you going to release vinyl? Are you, um, and then got to do graphic design for the album cover, all the text, got to do copywriting, got to do songwriter. Yeah. There's just like a million details. (laughs) (laughs) And then like publicity, like promotion, getting the word out, booking the show, booking the tour promotion for every single show like it's a beast dude
0: (laughs) I mean like everything you just said so for me like I know nothing about like the music industry I just assumed everyone got together sat in a room recorded it like maybe a day and then the album's done and then there you go so I'm like wow this is so much work
1: it's a lot of work and you know some people can do that and there's, you know, technology to make it easy and a lot of people are putting it out there, but um, this is, yeah, this, this recording process has been, I think six months now, like four to six months now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is like something that
0: doesn't, take a day no i mean it depends but <laughs> I mean, I think often, i'm sure I'm not the other one listening is thinking the same thing like wow that's that's a lot of work because i think we always uh, see the end product and don't always yeah. know how it happens so like, exactly. it's exactly really cool to share all that behind the scenes and then will your music be on spotify or how can yes. kind of listen yep
1: i have all my stuff is on spotify now the all eight albums prior i think um there might be a few that aren't on there, but um and then yep, it'll come out on Spotify. Um, Bandcamp is a really cool one. So Spotify, people may know this, but um, when you're streaming music, the payout to the artists is not, not good, good at all. Um, and especially to more obscure artists. Mm. Um, they actually just did a thing. Um Spotify. I I actually love Spotify. It's like so much at our fingertips. Thank you, Spotify. I've learned so much about music and like what's out there and it's so convenient, but the payout for, for independent artists is not good. So if you want to support an independent artist, you know, it doesn't have to be me. Any artist you love is to like through Bandcamp is really good. good Um, Or buy their albums from their websites or go to their shows or even just sharing, you know, getting the word out. Um, that's very helpful.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna ask, I was like, how can we better? Because I've known that about Spotify. I've heard that. So I was yeah. like, how can we better support the artist? And yeah. camp I've heard of. Um, yeah. it's one of the podcasts I listen to, they have they pull artists, obscure artists, and they do Christmas songs. Oh, that's they have so cool. battle! But it's nice because then you're <laughs> like, like they've pulled this one person's songs over and over and this person's got great music so I'm like well I want to pull up their album now and listen to like, awesome! their Christmas album because it's so good so like little things like that you know that totally I'm like good to know the band camp is maybe a better option to support you know the yeah local independent artists so for like, sure yeah absolutely and just buying your stuff so yeah yeah totally. that makes sense that makes sense well, I want to know, I know you have a retreat um, coming up here in January. Um, yes. Can you share a little bit about that or the workshops that you have coming yes. up in January, February, in case people are local to the Minneapolis, St. Paul area? Fantastic. Um,
1: thank you. So um, in January, actually, it's a teacher training up Ooh. in Duluth. Yeah. At Spell- yes. It's Spelia Yoga. It's a 30-hour, they're a beautiful studio in downtown Duluth. Um, it's SVA L J A, and there's like umlauts over the A. Spell yeah. yeah. So um, there they are. It's a Swedish word. Um,
0: so <laughs> I was the, this tra- is like <laughs> Scandinavian.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So this teacher training is on mantra and yoga of sound, and that's something I'm very. um, I want to say I don't want to say obsessed, but very. um, in love with and fascinated by and just having been a musician my whole life um, tapping into sacred sound has been it's been life-changing truly um i studied um i started getting into mantra at my first teacher training 2008 ish or 2009 um and then dabbled a little bit. And then in 2017, when I was studying with Tara, Cindy Sherman at yoga center, um, we started doing these goddess workshops together and starting exploring mantras for goddesses and deities and sacred sounds for that. And it inspired me so much that I went and did a teacher training in India in Rishikesh in January, 2020. And it was fully focused on the yoga of sound. So it's using sound as a a method of transformation. So sound to like purify and sound to transform and, um, you know, the OM, the primordial sound of the universe. So the nada is the t- is the transformation through the flow of sound so nada yogis believe that sound is like the basis of existence and like om was like the sound that created everything out of the void and i'm i'm not a scholar but i like i've studied pretty deeply and it'll take lifetimes to fully learn this stuff but anyway i've developed an e-course and then um that has gone to um i've taught at yes yoga two times this teacher training as part of their advanced training and then i'm doing it up in Duluth on January the second week of of January I think it's like the 12th um so anyone can come if you have your 200 hour or it could be part of their 500 hour or 300 hour however people are doing it now part of their advanced training they do it in modules that are weekends so if people feel like going up to Duluth and doing that getting their advanced training yeah and then um so that is mid-January it's Felia Yoga Mantra Yoga of Sound 30-hour training and then The next retreat is in Bali with Tara, um, end of February. So it'll be seven days in West Bali, right on the West coast, on the ocean. And we'll be exploring um, the retreats called Celebrating Shakti. So Shakti, the juice that fuels creation. And so we'll be exploring many different temples, snorkeling, sea turtles, mantra, meditation, meditation. Shakti flow like dancing and then we're taking on that same teacher training at the end and she'll be teaching yoga nidra yeah and then then coming up june malta and norway i love it (laughs) (laughs) I love it. <laughs> Thanks, andrea
0: yes, I sweet. want you to come to everything. I, I know, just want to take you I with know. me. <laughs> I was like, end of February is rough because that's when both of yes. my boy's birthdays are. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's that's usually so sweet, always though. out because I want to be in town for the birthdays. But... For
1: sure, and that it's a leap sense. day, or it's a yes. leap year, and yes. my boy is
0: a leap day baby, so one <laughs> of them. <laughs> uh, I was like, I gotta be in town for his Very weekend. special. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh. Well, where, where can people connect with you and find all of this information? Um, my website, it's
1: my name, MaryBue.com, M-A-R-Y-B-U-E. And I just released a brand new website Ooh. last month. So I'm very excited about it. And then I'm on um, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um I have my Marybue. it's that's my handles Maryview music and then I also have imbue yoga um I'm still doing both but more on the Maryview music and yeah I post kind of yoga stuff music stuff and then I'm on Facebook and and X or Twitter or whatever the heck that is yeah. <laughs> maybe Threads I haven't really gotten into Threads yet but <laughs> just start I just started yeah. getting into it I'm liking yeah. it
0: but yeah. got to, I've got a good basketball community. So that's where I talk oh, cool. to Timberwolves. And so, nice. Uh, I like
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Find well, your I, just have,
0: I know, right? I just have one final question for you. I <laughs> like to throw out a weekly challenge. I don't know if yes. I did this when I first, I probably didn't. So this is probably Ooh. new from seven years ago. Yes. But I think I started it maybe a little bit after I had you on. Um, I like to throw out a weekly challenge. And when I have a guest on, I have you throw out the challenge. So what would you like the challenge to the <gasps> listeners to be this week?
1: Ooh. Ooh, let me sit with this. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I think I would love for people to explore sacred sound Mm. and that could be, that could be with mantra. So mantra, Mantra might sound intimidating. Um, the word is um, manas. Manas is mind, tra, technique, tool of protection. So thinking of mantra as a tool to protect and focus the mind. Um, so whatever rings a bell for you, if it's like a positive affirmation, if it's like repeating a sound like om, the primordial sound of the universe, or um, researching other maybe Sanskrit mantras that might sound like a lot or finding sacred sound like in hymns or um, spiritual music, like listening to it, sitting with it, just like being with the sounds. That would be my challenge for the week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Mary. For oh my God. Thank again. you, Andrea. Oh, yes. my absolute pleasure.
1: It's so great to be with you again. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations oh. on
0: your Ooh, Thank you. Long running podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.